broadcasting around the entire world. From New York City. Via Simplecast. And supported by listeners like you. Bitcoin billions seller trading mining markets by sharing forks millions fights wise. Keeping you up to date on everything crypto. Welcome to Thriller Blockchain Week. Now here is your host, Carl Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Blockchain Week here in New York City. That's right. We're covering Consensus Day 1. We didn't get our press badge, but we're covering it from the hotel room. So <laughs> what better way to analyze the content from a few blocks away, right? First up is Microsoft. Now, Microsoft is launching its own decentralized identity tool on the Bitcoin blockchain, and it's an open source project called ION. Now, before we get into all that, let's try to understand what they're trying to do. Now, we know that we realize that uh, their vision has always been around decentralized identities. If you know anything about Microsoft, they always had a separate application or service for everything that's built into their stack, just running on any network around the world or any small to medium-sized business implementing it. Now, according to a blog post yesterday, they believe that every person needs a decentralized digital identity they own and control. And it's gonna be backed by self-owned identifiers that enable secure privacy-preserving interactions. Now, this self-owned identity must seamlessly integrate into their lives and put them at the center of everything they do in the digital world. Now, according to the blog post, they've been hard at work contributing to numerous emerging standards and developing open source components in furtherance of that vision. Identity hubs being our most recent contribution, providing secure encrypted storage of personal data and then rely on decentralized systems, blockchains and distributed ledger technologies to anchor their identifiers. Unfortunately, those systems have not had the performance characteristics required to power a truly worldwide decentralized identity system. This is according to Microsoft's blog. That is until yesterday. They announced that an early preview of SideTree-based DID network called ION will run atop the Bitcoin blockchain based on an emerging set of open standards that we've developed working with many of our partners in the Decentralized Identity Foundation. This approach greatly improves the throughput of DID systems to achieve tens of thousands of operations per second. Now, let me unpack that for you, because a lot of people in this space will understand what that means, but only segments of it. But uh, to uh, somebody like me who actually works on this technology every single day and sees it at work, uh, I can kind of unpack to see to tell you exactly what's going on. First things first is the Bitcoin blockchain. That's gonna be a second layer on top of the Bitcoin blockchain. That's not gonna be on first layer. So ION is the identity overlay network. And DID network is, that's right, decentralized identity. Take a listen to Microsoft as they talk about Azure and what it was like building this out. Check this out. So uh, the third time, I lead product management for Azure Blockchain Engineering. Um, I've had the good opportunity to work with the team both before I joined and in the team for the last couple of years. Um, one thing I can say about the team is, is we've got sort of the blockchain religion. 
Uh, and uh, we've been spending a lot of time with customers. You may have heard some of the recent announcements we had at our build conference last week uh, with folks like J.P. Morgan Chase, with folks like Starbucks, with folks like Xiaomi. There's a number of folks that we've been spending a lot of time just trying to figure out the hard problems of how to do real, real things. We've had over 2,000 customers build thousands of applications on this, and we learned a lot about the scenarios they wanted to go build. The but it's a lot of time for me to build the network, manage the health, picking the right ledger, um, connecting nodes, um, establishing the node roles, managing permissions. And this was sort of table stakes. And this is the, what got things started. And then they came back and they talked about some things that aren't on this slide. They said, we need confidentiality, right? And so taking a technology that's designed for the public chain and bringing it into a consortium environment um, does not necessarily mean that everybody needs to see everything. We want to have a level of confidentiality that's there. The other thing is that when we work in a consortium, and when I say consortium, there could be like 30 insurance companies working together or you know, hundreds of people in a supply chain working together. And they said, well, the, the conditions are very different than a public chain, right? So arguably, we know where these people, uh, there's, a, there's natural disincentive. So I know where they're incorporated. I know where we do business. We typically have business contracts that govern the interactions regardless. And so the risk is very different. And so can we look at different types of consensus algorithms? And can we find ways to make things go faster? Now, in order to understand ION, you kind of have to understand GitHub. And if you don't remember this, Microsoft purchased GitHub here recently. Um, and it seems like this was their plan all along. Maybe not so much for decentralized identity solutions, but maybe one of many components they wanted to implement later on. Now, ION is a public permissionless decentralized identity network that implements a blockchain agnostic side tree protocol on top of Bitcoin. So layer two overlay. Now, what's uh, interesting about ION is that it makes it possible to anchor tens of thousands of these decentralized identity operations on a target chain using a single on-chain transaction. So for example, transactions are encoded with a hash and that hash is on ION's nodes and it's used to fetch and store and replicate the hash associated with these decentralized identity operation batches via IPFS, which is interplanetary file system. Now that might sound like a whole lot of gibberish to you, but uh, let me, I can break it down even further. So um, you have to realize that uh, this is going to be something that's going to be built out. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, decentralized identities is the future, right? We all want to control our own data. We saw what happened to Facebook, and we just don't trust uh, centralized parties like Facebook to do it. So what would we trust? That's right, blockchain or distributed ledger technologies. Now, in order to see where this is going, you kind of have to see how this is kind of implemented right now. Uh, for example, a lot of a lot of Companies in this industry use uh, Azure, uh, and, and Azure is one of the biggest uh, components to a technology stack that, you know, when building out a network, um, if this was going to get implemented, it wouldn't happen right away. Uh, you, you would see this get adopted slowly, kind of like a two-factor authentication. A lot of us right now probably don't use two-factor, but if you're listening to this podcast, you better use two-factor. And a lot of us know that two-factor is good, but it could be bad also, especially if you tie it to like a cell phone number, which is how you get hacked, right? But if you if you tie it to like a YubiKey or to a two-factor authentication app, uh, then it becomes a little bit more safer. Well, this is kind of going to be rolled out into that. It's just going to be another another tool to identify yourself with. Um, it, it's going to have a massive impact long term, but to actually see this kind of get scaled out uh, in the in, in the short term is not going to happen here in the next six to twelve months. I would even 
it won't even happen here in the next 18 months uh, to 24 months. Um, it's going to take some time for this to kind of get spread across. This is a great step in that direction. And Microsoft will honestly lead in this direction. And this will force other companies like Google and Apple to create these decentralized identifiers. So overall, what does this matter to the overall Bitcoin ecosystem? Well, this is good for Bitcoin. Uh, it shows that it has value because we know Bitcoin has value because we see it as a store of value or you might see it as a worldwide cash. But when you start building applications on top of it, then it becomes necessary for others to see why it's so valuable and nothing's more valuable than our own identities. OK, with that, let's get into our next piece of news at Consensus Day One. All right. So our next piece of news coming out of consensus was, of course, backed. We knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we knew this was coming. There had to be a component here that dealt with backed and consensus and blockchain week. So what's the latest news? Well, the latest news is that they're currently laying out their custody roadmap. They said that in conjunction with our exchange and clearing partners at ICE, we'll be working with our customers over the next several weeks to prepare for user acceptance testing for futures and custody, which we expect to start in July. We'll provide more details in upcoming posts, but we expect to use UAT to ensure that customers have time to onboard and can test the trading and custody model we built to their satisfaction. The new Bitcoin futures contracts have been shaped by our conversations with stakeholders and offer unique trading, security, and risk management. Some of the features will feature two futures contracts, which will be listed, a daily settlement Bitcoin future, which will enable customers to transact in a same-day market. A monthly Bitcoin futures contract will enable trading in the front month and across a forward pricing curve. Price formation in these benchmark contracts will be supported by proven tools to detect abusive or disruptive trading practices, including wash trades. That means that the settlement prices on ICE Futures US will be based on prices discovered in our physical delivery contracts without relying on unregulated cash markets. The futures contracts will be marginized by ICE Clearing US, including the collection of initial margin collateral and variation margin to manage risk. This approach is consistent with capital efficient risk management practices in global futures markets, ranging from oil and gold to interest rates and equity index futures. Backs will contribute 35 million into the clearinghouse risk waterfall. This puts our own skin in the game and aligns our interests for market integrity and safety with market participants. And for physical delivery and secure storage of Bitcoin, an integrated custody service will be fulfilled by Backs qualified custodian Subject to regulatory approval, safekeeping will be supported by insurance, cybersecurity, and comprehensive compliance, including an anti-money laundering program and blockchain analytics. They've also shared last week that they'll be working with the New York State Department of Financial Services to become a trust company and operate as a qualified custodian for digital assets alongside their CFTC regulated futures products. Yeah, it's uh, pretty great news coming out of back. It seems that they are just putting a whole different approach to what we're used to here in the crypto market. They're taking us to a more elevated place amongst all these other commodities that are traded globally. 
And that's a good thing for the space. I think we definitely need that, especially with what happened to Binance last week. Now, where this is likely going to be headed, uh, they said July as a hard date to start rolling this stuff out. We know that they've had a pushback uh, multiple times throughout this past year. Um, so I would take their July date as a, a grain of salt for now. But uh, the fact that they're taking their time and they're being quite transparent with everything they're releasing, I, I really, really appreciate that from a investor standpoint. Um, I think here in the near future, we'll start seeing uh, backed rollout once they get the regulations on board. Uh, and once that happens, then come around August, come around September, everything's going to be looking quite different than where it is now. So with that, let's get into our next piece of big consensus news. So our last piece of news that came out of consensus yesterday was, that's right, Whole Foods, Nordstrom's, Creighton Barrel, and almost everybody else is now accepting Bitcoin and other forms of cryptocurrency at their retail stores. Now, you're probably wondering, whoa, whoa, what happened? Well, it's done through an app, actually a payment startup called Flexa. Now, they're working with, of course, our favorite twins in the entire crypto space. That's right, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss, uh, to create this new app and payment option. And it's pretty sweet. According to a statement released by Tyler, he said, together by providing Flexa with trusted custody and infrastructure, we hope to profoundly improve the payment experience and merchants who are currently subject to overly complex, expensive legacy systems of credit debit cards stand to benefit significantly. The solution is based on nexus between payment terminals to accept mobile payments via the Flexa app at participating stores. Yeah, they have pretty much everything here. GameStop, Jamba Juice, <laughs> Regal, uh, Office Depot, Whole Foods, Bed Bath & Beyond, Baskin Robbins, Barnes & Noble. A lot of them are going to be able to start accepting this Bitcoin, this cryptocurrency we love so much as payments. Um, it's worth noting that uh, they will have to use the spending mobile app because it is custodied by Gemini. And while this may seem counter to the ethos of Bitcoin because we hate having to use the apps, but it, you got to look at it like this. Uh, it'll be much more comfortable for regular you know, people out there to use this third party and have the security in mind because it's backed by Gemini, one of the most trusted exchanges in the entire world. And um, one, one that I'm definitely a big fan of uh, also the merchants won't know that you're paying in BTC. So say we go up there, we utilize the app to scan their payment because the method payment is transparent. The store cashier is unaware that the payment is with crypto. If you haven't used BitRefill, I use BitRefill all the time. I'm not using it anymore just because Bitcoin is going up. So not using it anymore. But when I would use it, uh, you basically get a gift card and then you use that to pay the cashier with. Um, I guess this is all happening behind the scenes. The app is doing everything for you. Uh, BitRefill gives you like a, just a code and then you go and spend that. And the, 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 the retail outlet thinks that you're paying with a gift card. 
I imagine they're doing the same thing too. This is only available through iOS right now. It will be available with uh, Android later on this year. But this announcement is seen as a major step forward for Bitcoin's global adoption, despite the despite everybody who says you can't buy anything with Bitcoin. I hear that all the time. But it's it's an even more secure way for point of sale transaction, um, you know, because why would you want to pay with a credit card that literally tells every single place that you pay with what your credit card number is, what the expiration date is. It has everything, the whole nine yards. It's the most insecure system that we have. It makes no sense and it's highly centralized. Um, Yeah, so we all know that Whole Foods is owned by Amazon and apparently that could be next, but you have to look at it like this. They're they're, they're going through a gift card kind of implementation system here. Um, And we know BitRefill already does Amazon as well too. So my kind of thing hearing this news was like first, Awesome. Great news because it's being covered by Forbes. It's being covered by a lot of different places that we wouldn't even have the opportunity to get that kind of exposure for cryptocurrency. Second, my thing was, okay, now let's look at the underlining technology and then realizing it's actually an app and this is all done through the app and it's done through gift cards and stuff like that. That's cool, too. That's very cool. But this is just a step in another direction that we need to go. And what will happen is, you know, by Gemini putting their they're kind of heels to the ground and reaching for this. It allows other exchanges and bit refill maybe to create something similar. And before you know it, you have the entire crypto industry creating something very similar to what Gemini led with. And then before that, you start seeing other big businesses uh, start doing this as well, too. And those are the Amazons, the Apple Pays, the Google Pays, you know, the PayPal's, the Venmo's, like all the squares. Like this is all them doing this as well, too. So we'll see what happens. This is a great step. Uh, this is one of the biggest news uh, yesterday that came out. Uh, if you saw my tweet, I literally just put we won exclamation point because, man, I freaking love those. I freaking love Tyler and Cameron. <laughs> Like I met them at South by and they're really cool guys, like really cool guys. It kind of sucks that they get so much shit for for Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Um, It's good to see them have a a second go at this and uh, really, really take crypto mainstream. man. it's pretty cool to have those guys in our corner for sure. Okay, I think that's all I got. That's actually all I got for consensus. There's a lot more news. We're going to cover that in our thriller news coming up right after this. So we'll go through every single piece of news. Uh, to get released. But um, as far as the big news items that you need to understand for consensus, it was these. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Set, 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 set
That's our coverage of day one from, well, we weren't at consensus, but <laughs> we were close by. Uh, yeah, we're going to cover the rest of the two days. There's day two, which is happening today, and then uh, day three, which is happening Wednesday. And uh, we'll, we'll cover it. We'll cover it as it comes. We'll do our best to provide as much information your way. Um, next up, we have a thriller news. So stay tuned for that. A lot more interesting news coming out of the whole entire crypto space. And remember, by Bitcoin, see the world. See you tomorrow. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Par Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.